Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... The outdoor world of camping. Natalie, what is camping? Camping is an outdoor activity involving overnight stays away from home in a shelter such as a tent or a recreation vehicle or just outside. Just outside. Yeah. Do people go and they're just outside Out, then until they the come stars, back? Under the stars, baby. Under the stars. Camp it. Oh, imagine nature's creation Do all you, above your face while you're sleeping. <laughs> do they drag... Uh, okay, first of all, I think there's probably four days a year in Ohio when it would be fine to do that. So I think that's putting me off. Mm-hmm. Three of the days are in September and one of them is like a freak day in March where it's suddenly 70 degrees, but the bugs haven't haven't emerged yeah, yet. Right. Camping outside, like without anything at all, it's like welcome to mosquito bite face. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is wouldn't you just, I mean, there would be bugs and there would be bats and stuff. Yeah, animals. And little mice would run across your legs. Raccoons get you. I'm just imagining it's it's basically like Peter and the wolf. There's a duck, a yeah. grandfather. Right. <laughs> Everybody fucking running across your legs all night long. Right. Wake up in the morning covered in bug bites and you're like, I'm naked and now I'm also afraid. (laughs) Got snakes in my sleeping bag. Oh, I didn't. I thought you were going to say snakes in my ass. Where else would they have been? They're in the sleeping bag now, but who knows what happened that you didn't notice. Yeah. Anything can happen in a sleeping bag. That's the camping motto. (sighs) That is the camping motto. <laughs> I've never been camping. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I hate it. It was, I guess, something that either never occurred to my parents or they didn't want to do it. And both of those, I think, are totally fair. You have, like, thinky inside parents. Oh, they're definitely inside parents. But sometimes they would just miss something that was happening in the world. We didn't ever get a pizza. I know when I was a kid, we would sometimes get a box and it was a box that was like, make your own pizza. And and my mom would make it, but it would be like this flat disc and it would have a very little bit of sauce. And then there would be this dried Parmesan cheese that you would sprinkle on it. And that was it. And they called it pizza. Uh And then I went to school and they had like the school pizza with the orange grease. And I was like, well, this isn't good. You know, I just wasn't interested in pizza. And I think I was seven or eight. And we went down to my uncle's place. My uncle got Pizza Hut. And I was like, ooh, yuck, pizza. My folks were like, oh, God, we're going to have to eat Pizza Hut. But my my folks had never had it. Or they hadn't had it in so long that we got it. And my dad was like, this is amazing. (laughs) You're at Pizza Hut. And we came home and it was like every week or two, it was like, you want to get Pizza Hut? We very much never had pizza. So I think that it just didn't occur to them that that was something that they would do. They were not from a privileged background would be the easiest way to say it. And so they didn't grow up like taking trips to go sailing off of Cape Cod or something. It wasn't a situation where... Uh, we would have just, oh, look at me. I'll go out and get a pizza pie. <laughs> Let's go on a culinary adventure across the world. <laughs> sure, I've got a house, but why don't I sleep rough 
For fun. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been fighting this whole time to have somewhere to live. Let's go live outside for a minute. Just for a minute. My family was different. Like, my mom was always about, like, let's go out and do fun time, activity time. They always say, like, oh, you need to do these kind of things with your kids to instill, like, a love of fun time, activity time. And, like, you do instill these, like, activities and make your kids be active and like be like cool outside people my mom had me on that shit fucking constantly it didn't work i just think that you you're an inside person or you're an outside person it's like being an inside cat or an outside cat an inside cat is a cat when you think of a cat you think of it of an inside cat an outside cat is a wild animal that kills 49 birds a day that you think you own for some reason right <laughs> I'm an in. I'm an inside man. That's just the in and out of it. I mean, I was not raised to be an inside person, but I'm 100 inside person. I don't want to go camping. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Nature versus nurture. I think that's very interesting. I think that it's. I think that it's. It's in you. I think that it's inside of you. I think you can be connected to the world from inside your house. It's just a different way where you don't get bitten by bugs. Right. And you know. It's not that I'm even, like, anti being outside. There are some contexts where I like being outside. But my version of outside is, like, uh, not the same. Like, I like going on walks outside. But I like to go on walks, like, through the downtown or, like, through a cemetery. Like, I'm not, like, out in the woods on a mountain. Like, I need it to be paved. I want it to be shady. Well, see, I like going on long walks, and I like going into the woods. I would like to go hiking on a mountain. But the important part is you don't stay there. You come home right. when you're done. That's the important part to me. I love nature. I love being outside. I just don't want to sleep in it. And it's the sleeping that's the defining quality of camping. Right. So, okay, the thing with camping is that you will leave an area where there are people and, like, social stuff and like infrastructure and you'll leave those areas and you'll go somewhere where there is none of those things so you're going off into the wilderness right what distinguishes camping is that you sleep there because otherwise you're going on a day trip or you're taking a hike or you're going on a picnic one thing i was was apparent when i was reading about camping today is that there is like a lot of like up in the air about camping and it has to do with intention that is like the one thing that sets it apart is the intention that you put into the activity that determines whether it's camping or not so if you are outside and you are sleeping outside in a tent and you are cooking on like a little camp stove and eating a can of beans right uh-huh. if you are there by choice and you are there to be refreshed and you are there to commune with nature and you are there with a, with the end in sight and it is definitely a event and you're coming home you ha- you put the intention in you you're going camping right but you could be doing the exact same thing only you're homeless and you're not camping. Mm-hmm. Because a homeless person is not there to get their vibes right. They're not there to, like, relax and get in touch with being outside. They are not there for a finite amount of time. They are not there as a treat. They probably did not even plan to be there. Camping means that you have another place to go. That's part of the definition. It is, like, recreational Living outside. You know, living down by the river in burning wood you find 
and having a little setup and just sleeping down there, but then getting arrested for being down there because you're homeless instead of being left alone because you have somewhere else to go just seems needlessly cruel. That's life, baby. I think <laughs> I think it should be 100% legal for people to live on public areas. I think you should be able to live there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've said this before, but the pushing out of, of homeless people from cities, you know, they put down spikes on surfaces where you could sit. They put in barriers on benches so you can't lay down on them. Uh-huh. They install all of these features to keep people from having anywhere to sleep in the city. But if you're there in the city and you don't have a home, you have to go somewhere. Right. Right. I think anywhere where there's public land, I think you should just be able to say, okay, I'm, I can be here because this is public land. I think that's why they have those rules that you can't be in the park after dark. They don't want homeless people sleeping there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's at least part of the intention. So camping is almost like a way of showing off that you won't be arrested for camping. (laughs) So I'm thinking about if I were to go camping, what would I do? So I would need to have somewhere to sleep. So I would have to get a tent in a sleeping bag and I would have to get all these supplies, right? This is what you want to talk about now. Did I just trigger a side quest? You just got to do a quiz. Bum, 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 bum. I have a list of a whole bunch of different shit you could bring camping with you. I want you to tell me what you need to go camping. What do you need to go camping? I have like maybe like 30 items, maybe. 30 items? Maybe. Are they all required? No. So like you said- They're not required, but if you wanted to have like a tight operation and not have to like invent a tool to do a job, then- that's what you need. Like if you want stock video camping, mm-hmm. like A1 American camping operation, mm-hmm. you're going to need a tent. Yes, you're going to need a tent or a lean-to. A sleeping bag. The classic bag that you sleep in. Don't we love it? <laughs> yeah, you know, you love to sleep in it. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I had a friend whose parents were, you know, they were on a different level. They lived in a different reality. Their house looked like Miami Vice. They have like white, those white leather couches that look like fat rolls. They had white <laughs> leather couches and they had a white piano. Ooh. They were very flashy in a strange way. Did they do cocaine? Oh God, I'm sure they did cocaine. Yeah. I went to this kid's house and he had a waterbed. That's something. It's really something to give a waterbed to a kid, but he would sleep in a sleeping bag on top of the waterbed. That's bizarre. Yeah. I had a friend who had a waterbed and it was like always very weird. Like the thing is with waterbeds is like if you roll into the side, you'll squish the water out of the way. You'll end up like in the crack between the side of the bed frame and the mattress. That's where I, that's what I remember about sleeping in a waterbed. I never tried to sleep in anybody's waterbed. I know that just trying to sit on them and get up off of them after you sank down in it was a very unpleasant experience yeah and the fact that it was heated just seemed like don't you sweat when you sleep that's my main problem is heat and then also it's like the mattress is plasticky also so it does not like if you get sweaty it just stays sweaty baby stay sweaty could be like (laughs) that's 10 letters i could get that on my (laughs) i get that tatted on my knuckles stay sweaty that's perfect What else are you bringing camping? Might bring my water bed. Uh, <laughs> you need a food supply. I'm going to call that a truck box. 
chuck? It's a box of food that keeps animals away from your food with the food in it. Oh, okay. Like the thing where you tie up all your stuff and you hang it up uh -huh. in a tree on a rope. Uh -huh. Okay. You would want some kind of fire starting device. Assuming you were gonna like build a fire. Fire starter. I mean, I just, I'm just assuming, I guess, that anybody camping is gonna make a fire because of bugs and stuff like that, right? Right. Bugs and animals. You're gonna want cookware. You need to cook your food in something. Um, if you have a heat source. Cooking and... implements. So that's gonna be your pots and your pans and your forks and your stuff. God, I would love to just get ready to go camping and just drag like 48 pots and pans out to the car. Right. I, I would love to go out there and then cook dinner and then realize we didn't bring any cutlery. I'm gonna need my six inch chef's knife, my eight inch chef's knife. <laughs> You're gonna want extra clothes if you go camping. That's a big thing about the outside. Mud, water, rain. Clothes in general is not on the list. You wouldn't bring extra underwear camping? That seems What if you only went under overnight? What if I'm smarter than anybody who's ever camped because <laughs> of the simple idea of bringing extra socks? <laughs> I mean... Extra socks. That could change the, the camping game. Right. <laughs> Stay sweaty. There are there are items on the list, but clothing in general is not on the list. How about a raincoat or a poncho? Raincoat or a poncho is literally exactly how I have it on my list. You're a fucking genius. I'm imagining camping. Everybody gets together and they all have hot dogs and everybody shares and it's all good. And then you go into your tent and you zip yourself inside of your bag. Mm -hmm. And it's just you and God, and you eat the candy bar that you stashed in your sleeping bag. Right. That's the chuck box. All the food's in the chuck box. That makes it logistically a lot harder to solo eat a Hershey's inside of the sleeping bag. Also, I'm just now realizing that in my mind, sleeping bag zips all the way 360. Doesn't it zips up so like it's just your little face sticking out? I went in a tent in the backyard as a kid. Does that count as camping? Yeah, kind of. I think my folks maybe said that was camping. We had a little tent, but they would put it in the backyard, like 20 feet from the house in the middle of the yard. Right. When they wanted some alone time. Oh, gee, shh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Let me get these kids out of the fucking house for a minute. That is so smart. <laughs> Let's, we got to get a tent. Uh, we usually don't do President's Day presents. But we were thinking about it and we thought President Dent Day and... <laughs> Tent. Here's <laughs> and here's a tent, and you can just go live in it for fun. <laughs> President. It's present tent day. <laughs> it probably go down easier in President's Day, so no one who gives a shit about the president anymore. President's We're Day. No good deed is commemorated here. <laughs> Presidents, let's keep it real. The president has been bullfucking shit since, uh, since Jimmy Carter left office. Yeah. But, you know, they told him something. About aliens? He came in. He said, I want to know. I think they told him. I think that's why he never mentioned it again. I think it's why they all don't ever mention it again. He he wasn't the only one who went in and was like, I'm going to find out about those aliens and tell you all about it. And then they... They asked him about it later, and he was like, have a good day, folks. <laughs> well, that's it for me. I'm going to give you back to the vice president. Yeah, right. Kind of makes it seem like they told him to shut up about the aliens because you don't want to know. 
And he knows, and he knows we don't want to know. I want to know. I think he was told the truth about the aliens, and the truth made it obvious why you can't tell everybody. Obviously, the reason is because aliens have been living here for the whole time. Yeah, predating humanity. That's like possibly the most likely option. So if you are camping... (laughs) What else are you going to (laughs) bring? So essentially, knowing that there's a terrestrial non-human species living on Earth, Uh they probably have bases in the ocean. They have been, if they don't currently live underground, we know the large networks of cave systems. Mm -hmm. That's where Lyserta says she lives. Right. And so humans essentially are camping on their planet. Uh So we're really the vacationers, which also makes a lot of sense if you think about what's kind of baked into human nature as to how we treat the planet. Like, let's just make a bunch of, let's make a bunch of plastic and leave it here. Right, they probably call us surface morons. Like, they're not even smart enough to understand that they're just standing on top of everything. (laughs) (laughs) They're walking around just on the outside of the circle and it's just getting crowded and crowded and they're like, I don't know what to do. Wasn't crawling this- around on the, on the outside like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking to them. <laughs> so, hard-boiled morons. <laughs> so if you're going camping, you have to bring water with you, right? Water. Or you got to bring bottled water or a water filter. Or Diet Coke. Or Diet Cokes. I would probably go for the bottled water. Because you don't know what's in the groundwater. You might get one of those little life straws or something that filters out all the bacteria, but there's still like arsenic salt in the water or something. Yeah, right. You never know. Can't go drinking water you find. You better be awful thirsty if you're going to go drink water you find. Yeah. Do you need rope? Am I getting like too... You get rope or clothesline. I I feel like I'm starting to get to Bobsy Twins. (laughs) Bobsy twins solve mysteries. They ain't go camping. Yeah, I never like. I never. Campsy twins. (laughs) Is that real? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm starting. I'm thinking like you need a rope. You're gonna need like a hatchet. Hatchet, axe, or saw. Okay, I'm just thinking of like all the adventure tools, like all the stuff you would need to adventure. Well, that's like to cut some wood so you could have some fire. And like ropes if you wanted to tie stuff down like or something like that. So we're not really ha- on adventure tools yet. How about compressed gas, like propane or butane, like a torch or a camp no. stove? No, I've listed everything I need for a good time. Pots and pans, an onion. <laughs> Some bottled water. You got a soup. Yeah, right. Stay sweaty. Bug spray. That would be my first thing. I hate bugs biting me. Insect repellent. How about sunscreen? Sunscreen. So I take that. I take that with me when I'm out walking. Would you bring wood or no? You'd find wood in the firewood. Oh, you would bring wood to the outside. Well, you can't go out chopping trees down in a park. You know, it's fantastic. I'm just imagining the infrastructure of, you know, trees being cut down. Trees being cut down maybe in the Northwest, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Trucked to the sawmill and rough, rough cut into wood and transported to the hub and then taken by rail or by truck to central Ohio, 2,000 miles away. Uh-huh. It's bound up in plastic. 
whether it's plastic netting or a plastic sheath, it's bound up and I go and I pay for it and I drive it back home with my car that burns gas. Uh-huh. I leave it in my trunk and then we go camping and then I cut the plastic covering off of the firewood I purchased and I arrange it in a little Boy Scout configuration and I light it up and we all sit around the fire and go, wow, I love nature. <laughs> Like, is there any way you could destroy more of the planet by enjoying it? Right. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Let me get a plastic bottle of water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I listed everything I could. All my experience of reading the Campsy Twins books. (laughs) All right, well. All my Encyclopedia Brown type thoughts about what you would do. You got like maybe half of them. Uh, You bring a first aid kit. Oh, that's a good idea. You bring a hammer to hammer the stakes for your tent. Really? Yeah. Or a mallet. Uh, you bring a pad or an air mattress to put underneath your sleeping bag. Wow, that is cushy. But, like, the alternative is, like, rocks and sticks and stuff poking up on through your tent and through your sleeping bag, and it's, like, bumpy town. You bring a lantern or a flashlight, folding chairs, a tarp, hiking boots, a fishing pole, trash bag, a cat hole trowel. A what? Cat hole trowel. Okay, cat hole. This is a, something I learned today. Cat hole is like the hole that you dig out in the woods to shit in. Okay. So a cat hole trowel would be a shovel that is like, I suppose, purpose designed to perfectly dig a hole for you to shit in. I've never heard the word cat hole, but it's if it's the size of a cat, it's probably a small shovel. Bring your toiletries, a cooler, multi-tool. And GPS. I'm going to look up a cat hole trowel because I'm interested in what it looks like. Here it is. It is this little serrated trowel so you can cut through like whatever so you can shit in it. And you just go down the ground. You crap in the hole. Yeah. And they got a slogan. It says need to poop. Use a scoop. (laughs) Um, I want to see a picture of a cat hole. Like how, how big, how deep. Here you go. See, that's bigger than I thought. I thought you would go long and narrow. That's pretty That's pretty wide. See, that, that lady is very proud of her hole. She's like, I'm about to poop in it. She has got a precision. She's like expert mode. Yeah, she's, she has an aim on it. Her cat hole is like twice as wide as a turd. So you have to dig your cat hole at least six inches. And you have to be 200 feet from water. So you have to make sure that you don't fuck up the water quality around you. That would be difficult. There's so much water around here. I've never I've never voided outside. I've never peed or pooped outside. Really? And you went that. camping as a kid. I did. You never peed at all? Well, no. We always went camping like at campgrounds where they would have like bathroom houses. And so if I had to go to the bathroom, I would just like walk like a quarter of a mile to the bathhouse and pee there. Oh, so is a campground actually, it, does that count as going camping? Yes. There are different kinds of camping. Did you know this? There's like regular Mr. Tent camping, right? Mm-hmm. You can go camping in an RV. Uh, you could be like a survivalist camper where you bring hardly anything. Oh, right. And you have to do the little thing to start the fire where you rotate yeah, the and like stick. catch a fish and, okay. and like pitch your tent using your shirt and your teeth. There's backpacking where you are 
hiking and camping as you go. Uh, there is like canoe camping where you're canoeing down a thing and you'll stop and camp. There's glamping, which is when you do the fancy camping with the like little huts. That's very glamorous, right? Oh, you take a little hut with you? No, like you go, oh, I need to make reservations. And they have you like a little cabin that's very beautiful. Oh. And like you go and you get a massage or whatever. Then they have something which when I read about it, I realized it was the absolute worst idea for a vacation possible if i went to hell it would probably be this which is fast packing which is a combination of camping and running so you run all day and then you sleep outside at night and you run (laughs) i would get really fast and efficient at unpacking and packing my camp up and then i would just try to walk as fast as i could run either fast i just i would wake up a little earlier and i would just walk people who are crazy about running and crazy about sleeping on the dirt it seems like if you ran all day it would be hard to carry enough food with you <sighs> don't ask me i'm not a fast packer i mean i don't run i i can run a little bit but i could not run all day right so when do you think that they started camping when did you think that they invented camping that requires you to have inside before you can have outside as a recreation. Mm. When was the first person to ever camp? When did they start talking about it as an activity? I think people would have to have houses. Maybe the maybe the old Greeks. They didn't really start camping until the late 1800s. It was actually something that came about in the UK. Oh. They had this activity in the late 1800s in the UK called pleasure boating. And so they would just like boat and then sleep on the shores. And that was like when people started doing that kind of shit, like as, as like leisure, like, Oh, let's go do this thing that everyone's doing. They're all sleeping on the banks of the Thames. They would go and they would boat down to a location and then they would just sleep. Uh huh. So that was a little craze. Yeah. Well, the reason that they had to do that that way, the reason that, it was based off of boating is because back then all of your camping equipment would be insanely heavy. Oh, I'm sure your woolen tent, (laughs) your wooden sleeping bag, your wrought iron tent poles, (laughs) your arsenic potatoes. (laughs) That is so heavy. The guy who popularized the idea of camping was this dude named Thomas Hiram Holding, who was a tailor, but then he got into the whole camping scene and he wrote books about it and stuff. And people were like, well, that sounds like really very swell. I should do it. And he popularized the idea of sleeping outside on a lark. Right. Okay. And this was in, this was in London. Yeah. Is what you were implying. So I could imagine that in Victorian times in London, the air would have been polluted. There would have been horses and horse shit everywhere. Uh It would have been pretty disgusting. He wrote a book about camping in Ireland in 1901. And that was like the start of like the camping craze for real. And so he started this association of cycle campers, which was originally like people who would bike and camp. But then it became the camping and caravanning club. And so like the basis for like caravanning in in the UK, which is what we call RVs. He wrote the camper's handbook in 1908. And then people were crazy about it. They opened the first actual commercial campground in the Isle of Man in 1894. Uh, World War I hit and then people kind of stopped camping for a minute because they were having wars outside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and then after the war, they fired it back up. The guy who started the Boy Scouts was the new head of the National Camping Club. And so that started that whole scene of camping and Boy Scouts and scouting and all that kind of shit. Okay. Um, in the U.S., camping was popularized by a guy named William Henry Harrison Murray in 1869. And he used to write, he would write about camping in the Adirondacks. And so he popularized the idea of, hey, why don't we go check out the Adirondacks? I'm sure that would have been nice. Yeah. And so that's when it started. And then, like, in the 60s, it was, like, by by the time the 60s hit, it was, like, a legitimate, like, option for vacations for, like, most people. Like, they'd be like, yeah, let's go camping, sure. It's, like, a popular thing to do, like, if you want to go on vacation and you don't want to spend a bunch of money. My main resistance to camping is I don't know, I don't know what you do. You just lay, sit around in the fucking dirt. My family used to go camping all the fucking time. It was like the bane of my existence. So you just have your little chairs and you just set them up and then you just sit outside? You just like, so this is what you do when you get, go camping, right? Is you go and you set all your stuff up outside and then there's like a fire ring and then you get a folding chair and you sit in the folding chair next to the fire ring and then you put your headphones on and you listen to grunge rock real sullenly <laughs> and just like don't talk to anybody and you just listen to bleach but <laughs> yeah but i mean your other option would be to just sit there i'm just like not real fun in the sun man i'm just like this not my scene i would go somewhere by myself and enjoy Here's the thing is I would go somewhere by myself and enjoy being out in the woods and not having, right? Uh Having like solitude. That is a different feeling from being like in a car full of people. And then the whole car full of people just sits outside and then it gets dark. The campgrounds we went to also would have like either it would be like on a lake and so it would have a beach. Or would have a swimming pool. And so the thing my mom always loved to do would be to find some hole with water in it. And then just sit next to it all day long. And so we would go camping. We would sleep outside. And then we would sit next to the lake all day long. Or we would sit next to the pool all day long. And you would just like run back and forth between the pool and the lake. Or the, the... pool in the campsite or the lake in the campsite you just run back and forth eating and then you just go back and go me in. it was never like about nature it was like about having a cheap vacation i think <laughs> running around the very basic amenities mm-hmm. it's like we went to the beach i realized that i didn't know what to do at the beach i didn't know what one would do at a beach mm-hmm. went to the jersey shore it wasn't like a glamorous beach right well, I knew exactly what to do at the beach. I because like I go to the beach and you just gotta turn your brain off and just exist at the beach. I could sit there forever. It's like I go into a fugue state and it's just like some kind of strange liminal state where I'm not doing anything, but I'm also not not doing anything. Oh, it's like disorienting because you're like looking off into the ocean and then you just like fucking sit there in that fucking fugue state until it's like dark and then you can come back inside. I could tell that you were not ever a beach person. I was trained to like be able to sit at the beach and like stare off into mid space and then like shake my head off in like six hours and be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're like, so this is what we do? We just sit here? <laughs> I don't think I don't think I ever sat on the beach. Uh, we had gone to the beach a few times when I was a kid, but 
what would always happen, I would just always be like, I'm gonna go take a walk. And I would just walk down the beach and then I would get to a point where I was like, I'm so far away. If I go any further, I don't, I'm not gonna know where I am. I'm probably like two or three miles away from whatever tent and I'm already gonna have trouble finding the tent. And I don't even know where that blue building is we have to live in for a week. <laughs> Right? Right. So walk back, and then we would go to all the little shops where they would paint a smiley face on a sand dollar and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's all I remember. I also remember being there in Florida and going to a shop, and they had postcards. Looking at the postcards and thinking, I don't have anybody's address. I know my address, but I'm not going to send a postcard to my mom. Right. Because <laughs> she was here in Florida. She knows the time we had. I can't say having a great time. When you sh when you camp at a campground, it's different than just like camping out in the wilderness. You have to check in and pay like you're going to a hotel, right? Then they provide facilities to you. Like they will have like the fire rings and utility hookups and laundry and bathrooms and like a snack bar and this and that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have, like, recreational facilities and whatever fuck. And so then you check in and you get your little plot. You park your shit there and then you just use the facilities. Would you bring a tent? We would bring a tent and then we had an Econoline van. And so some of us would sleep in the tent and then the rest of us would sleep in the van. Were you a tent dweller or were you... My Would you sleep in the tent or would you sleep in the van? My mom... And my stepdad and my youngest sister would sleep in the van. And then me and my other two sisters would sleep in the tent. Okay. So we would split it. And it was like the rowdier, rowdier kids were in the tent. <laughs> yeah. And like the baby and the parents were in the van. It was awful. Okay. So when you're, when you're camping, it's like all night you can hear everything going on outside when you're in the tent. And then my least favorite thing always with, the, with sleeping in the tent is that I was never able to fall asleep. And then as soon as I was able to fall asleep it was like when the sun would start coming up and when the sun would start coming up it would suddenly start getting extremely hot in the tent like you were inside of a plastic bag and then it would just wake me up like like melting into the fucking inside of the tent so it was impossible to sleep uh -huh. which is also which was my suspicion uh -huh. you were talking about people going to the outside and just sleeping outside under the stars which is where we technically all are. Uh -huh. Regardless of how thin and inconsequential a tent is, you at least have like a semantic boundary defining inside. Yeah, right. <laughs> Temporarily. Right. Right? Not having that boundary of, of being even theoretically inside, I think, would make it impossible for me to sleep. What if we went... Oh, I think I just maybe have a million dollar idea. Garbage Brain University. M million dollar idea. <laughs> Instead of you sleeping like out under the stars, like that sounds charming, right? But it doesn't sound very, it sounds like you wouldn't feel safe. What if we invented a nine foot tall fence that you could put around yourself and sleep in that outside? Like a recreation cage for yeah. a prisoner? Yeah. What if you slept in a cage? Yeah, outside, like out in the wilderness. I think you're almost there. Just put a roof on it. Because <laughs> you don't want outside any, house. You don't want anything flying in or jumping the fence. You have to have a little bit of adventure. I think your most threats would be coming from the down on the sides. Oh uh, yeah, down threats. <laughs> the lower threats, scratchy and bitey threats would come from below. So would it be like one of those modular dog fences? Yeah. 
and you just kind of like snap it out and expand it out like an accordion and uh-huh. then hook the ends together. Uh-huh. And then you get like a mosquito net to throw over the top of it. Now we're talking about a tent again though, because... Just like everything evolves into a crab. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> when the restrictions hit during the pandemic and everybody was like, oh, we can't eat. And then they're like, oh, we can eat outside. And then they started putting patio heaters outside and then they started pushing tables and chairs out onto the road behind barriers and construction zones. Right. And filling the sidewalks up with them. And then they started putting plastic tents outside. And then restaurants have started to build more permanent outdoor tents, which are like made of plywood. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, a you know, recapitulating the idea of civilization. Right, sure. Uh-huh. Like only in a secondary fashion, like defining your secondary civilization as being the outside. Right. So there's this like third style of camping, which is something I'm also very familiar with, which is like the RV camping. And that is like you have a campsite where you pay and you have the utility hookups and this and that, but everyone has an RV and they just park it out there and they pay lot rent. It's kind of, it's not a trailer park because the people aren't there all the time. It is like a vacation trailer park for people who feel like they need to have a second home, but they can only afford a trailer. That is what my mom is like super into. <laughs> and that style of camping has absolutely nothing to do with nature at all it has to do with drinking and getting into each other's business (laughs) well it's like a little community Mm -hmm. and it's like you know when the hippies form intentional cooperative communities this is an intentional community but it is dedicated to disruptive behavior right right it's like formed in the same way that the hippies would congregate in the woods but it is almost explicitly about coming together to like foment discord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a very chaotic place. And you'll see, like, even the old people are chaotic. You'll see some old people walking around. And you're like, man, that lady parties. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first time I went to the campground, as it is known, you know, we rode a golf cart around. And we pulled up to some lady's domicile because everybody has this semi these semi-permanent little little houses, mm-hmm. like mobile homes or RVs or whatever. And then they like build steps onto them. She had several jars where she had put like candy cherries and she had them all open on the table. And she had put like different liquids into the different cherries, but it was like tequila cherry. She's like, do you want a tequila cherry? And I was like, no, thanks. That, sound, that sounds good. I'm good, though. She's like, do you want a gin cherry? I'm like, I'm good. And she's like, do you want a whiskey cherry? Vodka cherry. My favorite part about the lady with all the different different fruits soaking in different liquors was that she was wearing, like, a very diaphanous hippie shirt that was, like, very transparent. And it was extremely clear that she was not wearing a bra. when She was, like, in her late 60s. It yeah. was, like, nipple town. That's why I said, you know, you'll see folks and they party. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what they're there for. If you're not getting fucked up, why'd you come? If that's what you want, if that's what you want to do, there's, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying it's not, it bears no relation to any other existence I've had. Well, no. And you know what? I have absolutely, 
absolutely no judgment because when it comes time for me to relax, I also enjoy tying one on. It's just the way I do it is different, right? Everyone needs to get their rocks off somehow. Getting your rocks off is not a problem with me. We all do it in different ways. I don't do it by getting drunk outside. I do it by getting psychotically high inside. If you think about it, man, you're still under the stars. <laughs> okay, so they, they, so they all talk shit on each other all day long and drink. That's it, baby. They, get out, they go out on the boat. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm, feel like it's a personal shortcoming. I'm definitely not saying that I'm living some kind of better life, but like... I would need to to stimulate myself in some way. I could go for one day. Mm-hmm. I could go for one day at a time and go and sit around and hang out and drink beer and wander around. It, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would go and do that for one day. But I think after one day, I think that would be it. I would not want any more. Yeah. I think my thing with nature is also, it's like, there's that camping, like the party camping, which has zero to do with nature. Then there's like the nature camping where you're hiking and stuff, where it's more like about conquering nature. I'm going to find it and I'm going to climb over it. Right? Right. I feel like if I am going to have a, if I'm going to commune with nature, I feel like what I would prefer would be to have like a house out in nature and get to know it. Have it be like my surroundings and be like, oh, I, I could tell with the plants and all this stuff about my house. And I know all about all the stuff around here. That to me is like a, a more like. It's more like communing with nature than going and stomping all over it and coming home. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that that's like a, what camping is, is like not what I'm interested in. There's something to me, I like going on a walk in the woods and I just go and I bring my sunscreen and my water and my phone. Mm-hmm. That is a way of experiencing nature and being out in nature. And in fact, when I'm going and doing that, if my intent is to see the woods and stuff, I like I would love to go out and see just the woods by myself and not see a bunch of other people. So there's places I like to go that are not just like a, a half mile loop through a metro park or something. There's places where I know that I can go and see this kind of stuff right. and go through the woods where it, where there aren't people. Right. And I generally don't mind when I walk around the city. I don't mind talking to people, you know, in normal times. Of course, now we have this weird situation where when you see somebody coming towards you, you'll wave at them, but you'll also do like parentheses walk around them. Like you'll take an arc to the right and they'll take an arc to the left. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was saying is that when you like you go out on a walk, you're like walking around in the same kind of areas and you're and you're using your phone to like find the different plants and identify all the animals. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like actually it's like interacting with it in a different way than what my experience is with camping. My camp, my experience with camping has always been let's go party outside. Well, the idea is that you're not really interacting with nature. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're, you're being there. The purpose of that is to, is to be away from where you normally are. Yeah. And it doesn't, you could, you may as well be in a, a in a junkyard. Yeah. If the junkyard has bathrooms and a little swimming hole. <laughs> Now, that could be a great idea. What if we take ruined lands, whether they're chemically polluted, like an EPA Superfund site, (laughs) 
or there a place where nuclear accidents have happened? Maybe there have been nuclear detonation tests in the fa- in the past. Maybe there are places where nuclear waste is intentionally stored. But I think we could set these aside as an economically viable alternative for people who don't want to pay the tree premium. Yeah. If you're not here for the trees, don't pay the price. Come to Landfill Fun. Right. They probably won't care if you are kind of sloppy. Don't have your cat hole trowel? Don't worry. It's a landfill. Shit wherever you want. <laughs> it's a radioactive dump. Your dump is not going to make it any worse. Your... <laughs> That's right. There's your million dollar idea, Natalie. Come to the radioactive dump. Throw your trash everywhere. You don't have to do that hippie shit of taking your trash home in bags. In fact, if you shit in the radioactive dump, you will make it, on average, less radioactive. (laughs) You're going to take some of that radioactivity home with you. You're going to make it less radioactive when you leave. What if (laughs) we simply sell vacation packages that give people a place to go if they... If they don't have any need to be in nature and they're tolerant to low or moderate levels of radioactivity, we sell these packages and then this funk this has the double dip. This is the this is the key to running a business. You always got to get the double dip. Our double dip, the tourists constantly coming through and diluting our radioactivity with their shit and trash and taking the radioactivity home, that eventually ameliorates the nuclear waste. Right. It's a, we call it cleanup right there. That is a cleanup operation. You make money off of the campers and you make money off the government cleaning up their Superfund sites. There's like no way to lose. That's fantastic. It's like you pick strawberries if people paid to come in and take your nuclear waste home. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what did you learn about camping today? I still don't have any desire to go camping. I would have thought that maybe I would have learned something that would have awakened the the camping beast. But uh-huh. here we are. I'm still the inside man I always was. Yeah, I'm married to you're an inside man, baby. You know where would be a great place to go camping? Harlem Township, Ohio. Oh, it would be. Uh-huh. Our sponsors right here, Delaware County, northeast of Columbus, Ohio. I've camped in Delaware County before. It's, it's like the, the main place I've camped. And you didn't die. Uh-huh. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, I think it's got it all. Whether you want road, they've got a dam, and I bet you there's somewhere where you could camp. So check them out. Harlem Township. And our other sponsor, Hazel Technologies, packets of stuff that makes it so your fruit doesn't rot when you ship it. Drop a hazel in your navel and your orange will be orange. <laughs> I'm just I generating new... I read that on their website. <laughs> I can only show you the magic. I can't make you see it. If you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Hop on, join our secret private discord chat with us and our friends play games together and do all the other give us a kiss do all the other community activities that we like to do hashtag give us a kiss (laughs) that's patreon.com slash garbage brain university you also get the paid episodes thanks again for listening i love you goodbye goodbye